Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. On this episode, we are joined by Emily Kurth, who is the owner of Coco and June, a company dedicated to spreading positivity and kindness through art and lifestyle goods, which is right up my alley if you know me at all. Emily also hosts the Frazzle to Free Retreat, so we are both hosts of our own retreats, and I love that because I feel like we have a lot to talk about. And in her retreat, she shares with entrepreneurs her five-step plan to handle stress in a healthy and effective way, which if you guys have been following along and listening in, you know that I am all about having a healthy work-life system in place. And so I'm really excited to dive in with Emily and see what she has to share with us about having good balance and a good plan in place in order to manage our stress and prevent burnout. So welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Laylee. I'm excited to be here today. Me too. I'm going to let you go ahead and just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and just kind of dive in with a little, maybe a summary of your five-step plan, and then we can kind of tackle a few steps along the way. Yeah, great. So I am Emily. I am the owner of Coco and June, like Laylee said, and I'm the mother of three teenage boys, a crazy dog, and uh, a wife to my husband, Rob, here in West Virginia. So we are uh, just kind of living life in somewhat of a crazy way. You know, when you have three kids, it's crazy and a full-time business and yada, yada, yada. So three teenagers. Three teenagers. Lord help me. <sighs> anyway. So is this, is this how your five-step plan of handling stress kind of was born? Because um, teenagers in general are stressful as a former high school teacher, yes. but three boys. I know. It's wild around here, let me tell you. But it's actually not exactly the way I got started. But what happened was when my youngest one was about a year old, so he was still in diapers at the time, I um, was just plugging along, being a mom, really not really coming up for air ever, to be honest with you. And I uh, had some stiff joints and my husband was like, he works in the orthopedic field and he said, you should probably go see somebody. So I went to the doctor and they sent me over to a rheumatologist and determined that I had something called psoriatic arthritis, which I had never heard of before, but it's very similar to rheumatoid arthritis. And, and the doctor, he sat me down at his desk, like he took me out of the exam room, sat me down at his desk, which just so you know, is not a good thing when that happens. And he said, you have something called psoriatic arthritis. Um, you will have this for the rest of your life. You will have to be on heavy duty medication for the rest of your life, which has serious side effects, including cancer. And this could potentially cripple you. So I was 31 years old at the time and had never in my life imagined that I was going to get nailed with some kind of health problem at that age, you know? So my husband, a couple of weeks later, we came back for a follow-up appointment and he, he asked the doctor, he's like, what can I do to help her? And the doctor said, you can help keep her stress level down. So it was the first time in my life that I was like, man, like really stress is like, that's what's going to help me. So since that point, I have been on a mission to figure out ways to handle my stress and to surround myself with positivity because all that negative stuff that's out there that we're constantly bombarded with can really 
affect your health in a, in a bad way. So I have been on this mission and now that I'm in business, I've been in business for about five years. I've noticed that all of my business people, all my friends, and they're, they're overwhelmed. They're stressed. There are like lots of, lots of times where we hit burnout. And so I was like, well, wait a minute, I can apply these methods that I have learned over the years. And I've done a lot of trial and error and tons of research. I can apply this to my business see where that goes, which I did. And then I was like, okay, I got to share this with all my people. <laughs> Cause yeah. this is just this crazy, like hamster wheel, getting nowhere, making yourself crazy, spinning all your plates all the time is not healthy and it's not healthy for our businesses either. Yeah. And unfortunately with, it sounds like with you, you've, you were forced to confront that. Exactly. Whereas I think most people, we are not ever forced to confront that part mm -hmm. of our business until it's too late. So I love yes. your mission. I think it's really important. So I, I can't wait to hear a little bit more about yeah. what all you teach people in order to prevent them from getting to that point. Yes. Well, and my products are mostly, I do abstract paintings and I also do designs that I put on t-shirts and other, and other lifestyle goods. But that's all about positivity and surrounding yourself with positivity because it, actually there's a whole lot of science behind that. It's not just some like woo-woo, oh, here's the new buzzword is positivity. It's actually a thing where it does affect your, um, your well-being and your health. And then the retreat that I do, which was so awesome, I love it so much, and I'm getting ready to launch my next one coming in the fall. But it's all about these five steps that I have nailed down to lower your stress level. Because honestly, I'm there, if I sat here and told you that I could take away your stress, that would be ridiculous. Like that's not at all what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. We're all bombarded with tons of stress. So it's how do you deal with it? So if I'll just quickly bullet print, I think I need some <laughs> coffee, some bulletproof coffee, bullet point the five parts. So number one is a morning routine and I just start out my day earlier than everybody else in my house. And it gives me some time to like really have some quiet and calm before this place gets nuts. Cause getting three teenage boys out the door every morning at like 6am is not easy. So it's pretty much insane. So um, <laughs> I have not, a, that does not sound easy. <laughs> it's not, it's not easy at all. So what happened was I was like, I'm sick and tired of hitting the snooze button 9,000 times and running and screaming all morning, like, get up, you know? So it got to where I was like, okay, I'm just going to get myself up a little earlier and do a meditation. And then I check my to-do list from the night before I have a smoothie because my nutrition is not as great as it could be, but at least I've started my day in a healthy way. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And then the second thing I do is the second bullet point to my five points, the five point system is meditation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So meditation is the bomb.com. <laughs> so yeah. And there's again, so much science behind it and it actually physically changes your brain. So, and, and I know people are like, oh, I don't have time to meditate or I just can't do it because I can't stop my brain from all the thoughts that are going on. Well, that's because it's impossible to stop your brain from all the thoughts that are going on. That'd be like asking your heart to stop beating. It's not possible. Right. So even if it's five minutes in your bed in the morning before your feet hit the floor of just taking some breaths, that is like 
amazing for your brain. And it really helps for our business owners out there. It helps a ton with um, focus and concentration. And what I have found it does for me is instead of reacting to situations first, like I would have a situation come about and I would like lose it. Right. And then instead of doing that, like I have the situation happen, I process it a little bit and then I react which was not how I used to function at all. You can ask my husband. (laughs) (laughs) So then step three is movement or physical activity. And I'm not saying that you have to become a CrossFitter or because like that sounds, I mean, I, if people do CrossFit, that is awesome, but that seems really scary to me, (laughs) but that's a bit much for me too. I'm just, I can't do it, but there are other forms of activity, even if it's just taking your dog for a walk around the street, around the block, or, you know, dancing in your kitchen or whatever. Again, tons of science behind the effect that exercise has on your brain. So, um, and on anxiety and stress. Right. Number four is something I love so much, and that is self-compassion. This is tough for us entrepreneurs because I think we really, A, as a breed, are driven people. So obviously we're very driven or we wouldn't be in this, in entrepreneurship. So it's hard to give ourselves a break and it's hard to stop the negative talk. Uh, When I started my business, I had it in my head that I wasn't smart enough to have a business and that still creeps up sometimes. And I just have to like gently recognize that it's happening and show it the door because it's not moving me forward at all in my business. And Mm -hmm. so I could go on for days about that. And the last one is social support. So I there, again, there's so much science behind the uh, effects of social support on your happiness in general and um, also in business. So when I started my business, I was like, um, I, have my, I have like my three friends that I love. I don't need any more people in my life, right? And then I was like drowning in my business. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have anybody to bounce ideas off of, anybody that had already been there. And so now, uh, a few years ago, I went to my first Tuesdays Together meeting. Yeah. And I have developed A, so many friendships, but B, like my business besties. So people, you know, that you can bounce ideas off of, or they'll be like, um, Emily, I think that's not going to work like in a really nice way. But then they're like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, it's so nice to get somebody else's perspective. So social support is the last one. It's crucial to your success in your business. And it's really crucial to your happiness in your life. So those are my five in a super speedy way. I just threw them all out there for you. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, all five of those things, I feel like as time has gone on in my business, I've implemented them in some way or another, and they do make such a big difference. So I'd love to kind of dive into a little bit more detail on a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just for anybody who's listening, I know I talk about the Rising Tide Society and Tuesdays Together all the time because I lead the local chapter here in Dallas, but it really is amazing to have kind of a built-in community where you can meet people and draw them out just in case we don't get to that. I'm going to do a quick plug for them here. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel like it's changed so many people's lives who I've talked to who are further now, like in their business and can say that was a turning point for me was developing a community and it's just an easy way to meet people. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. But I would love to first hear about the first step in your five step 
process, which was morning routines, because that's something that I'm just going to be selfish. I want to hear about it because it's something I struggle with. I really hate waking up early in the mornings. Uh And when I do wake up, my first instinct is to hop right into work. And I'm sometimes good about you know, having a good routine. And when I do that, I'm so much happier and I'm so much more productive when I start working. But what kind of advice would you have for somebody like me who is really inconsistent in it? Like how do I, what would you say to somebody who didn't really (laughs) always keep up with that routine? Okay. So I totally get that because there's certain days where I want to jump right into my work too, because I love what I do. But I also know that like starting with a nice little morning routine makes me better at my job once I get to it. So I started this, actually, it was really, it was basically just, I couldn't take it anymore, just the craziness of every morning. And so I was like, I I, I don't know, somewhere along the way, I heard something about morning routines and getting up earlier. So I actually am a little bit of a morning person, like, please don't hate me, everyone listening. But I Past 7 p.m., don't ever ask me a question because I don't even know what will come out of my mouth. <laughs> but in the morning, like I'm, I'm way better. But it's still really hard to get up an hour earlier than everybody else. Summer, it's not so bad because the kids are home and they don't have to be out the door so early. But it's hard during the school year to get up that early. But every single time I've done it, which is basically every day for over a year, I have I have been so glad that I did. In fact, I did have one day about a couple of months ago, for some reason I didn't wake up and it was just like chaos. And I was like, how did I ever live like this? This is crazy. <laughs> I hate this. So I would say just try it um, for, I don't know, a few weeks and see how it goes for you. That was my big question was like, how long is a good amount of time to give to this? Because I feel like I've done it for maybe like a few days in a row. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, I've seen, I've seen the benefit, Uh but I guess it still just wasn't long enough to like. I know. And honestly, Lily, it's not even that long of a period of time that you, I mean, the, the actual routine does not take that many minutes out of your day. Right. So the, the meditation is, can it be like five to 20 minutes? Like most days I do 10. Some days if I have a little more time or I feel like I need it a little more, I'll do 20. Um, and then really just going over your to-do list from the night before is like five minutes because it's, it's basically just kind of like centering my brain on what needs to be done today. And I think for people who are struggling with setting, getting this routine going, it's nice to have like a really simple routine. So it's like meditation, to-do list, smoothie. I might throw in there a couple simple tasks like empty the dishwasher, feed the dog, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But it's just really simple. Meditation, reviewing your to-do list, little coffee, smoothie, whatever. I like the idea of going over a to-do list that you've made. So do you make that the night before, like before you go to sleep or do you do it before you leave the office or... Well, personally, I do it before I go to bed. I work from home and I am not so great about like shutting everything off at a specific time. I'm working on that, but I do it like before, like once everybody's all settled down, everything's settled down for the night. I'll just kind of, you know, look over my, my planner for the next day, my calendar for the next day and just do it before I go to bed. It's super quick. It's super simple, but it's just a really, I feel like simple and effective trick that kind of centers my brain a little bit because I can get out there sometimes and like do think I need to do 9 million things when I really, if I have it in front of me on a piece of paper, I can 
focus a lot more. I do. I love that as well because I'll sometimes do that at night in bed with like Mm -hmm. a a notebook on my nightstand Mm -hmm. and it helps me just get it out of my brain so I can fall asleep because I have trouble sleeping. But so I love, I love being able to do that and then looking at it the next morning because I kind of sometimes forget that it's there the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea of a routine sounds really great. Tell me a little bit more about meditation. Okay. So that's what I was going to get to. So you were like, I have trouble sleeping. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. You're talking to the right gal. Meditation also is awesome for sleeping. So if you ever want to try that before you go to bed, it's really good for people with sleep problems. So meditation, I have used a few different methods. There's apps out there, of course. I've got a few apps that I use. Insight Timer is one. It's really good. There's the Calm app. And another one I use is 10% Happier, which sounds kind of weird, but it, I, actually this is how I got started in on my meditation journey in the first place was a few years ago, I read a book by Dan Harris and he is a news guy on, um, I think he's on ABC and he had a panic attack on air, like during his newscast. And so he was like, okay, I, I got problems here. I got to take care of this. So he, you know, cause in the journalism is crazy and you're, you're going, he was going to all these war torn countries and just constantly on the go all the time and not taking care of himself. So he went on this meditation journey and wrote a book. The first book he wrote was called 10% happier. And the second one, I forget what it's called. I haven't read it. It's something about the, about being a skeptic or something. He is really like down to earth and kind of touches on the people who might not believe in such a thing as meditation and be like, Oh, this is all woo woo. It's going to make me like slow down in my business and not, you know, achieve. And, and he really dives into that yeah. and the, that, that, that is. So he, he has an app called 10% happier. Um, there's also, if you don't want to use an app, you can just sit and there, uh, I read a book called stress less accomplish more by Emily Fletcher and she has her own method and it doesn't use any apps or anything like that. So it's awesome too, but it's really meditation is there's tons of science out there. If you ever want to read up on it, um, about like, like I said before, it actually physically changes your brain when they do like brain scans and MRIs. It's fascinating. Yeah. I think having a guided meditation would be a really good idea for somebody who like me, who doesn't really ever know what to do with it. Like if I just sit there, I'll be really confused. So yeah, yeah. I always go back and forth. Like uh, I've been doing it for a while, so I feel like I don't need the guided, but I almost, I would say 90% of the time I use the guided. Yeah. Just kind of as like a a method to follow, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So of the, of the other three steps, which one do you think would be the most beneficial that somebody could just dive into using today other than the morning routine and meditation, which I'm going to add to my list. Yay, girl. I would say uh, self-compassion. So a few years ago I did a um, yoga teacher training. So I'm a certified yoga instructor. And when I was there, I was like, it just, it was very intense. It was a very intense program and it just, you know, really got you good. So I was like, I am just kind of tired of being mean to myself. Like I'm just over it. I've been doing it my whole life for as long as I can remember, you know, us girls in America, we start young with that crap. So I just was like, I'm kind of over it. So I, 
I paid attention to what was going on in my brain. So anytime a negative thought would come up and a lot of them were the same old story that you've been telling yourself your whole life, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm fat. I'm stupid. Whatever the, whatever it is for whoever you are. And I would, I just started noticing that these thoughts are coming in my mind instead of just letting them play over and over like a runaway train. I just like notice them. And then I'm like, no, thanks. And I just redirect my thoughts. And I'm not like some people are like, I don't want to think about like, I don't want to go from negative to positive all the time. Like you don't have to like always think of a positive thought. You can think of something like that burrito I had in Nashville was awesome. Something, (laughs) you know, or maybe I'll get my hair colored this week. Anything, just something to like jump off of the negative track and head over to like either a neutral thought or a positive thought. So you're not necessarily redirecting the exact thought that you have in that moment. Like if you're sitting there thinking, I'm just not as good as this girl that I'm looking at on Instagram, you don't sit there and say, yes, I am as good. You redirect your brain in a completely different direction. Yes. Redirect in a completely different direction. And honestly, focus on if, if you're wanting to, if you're doing the comparison game, which I've done that myself and even recently I've been doing that. So it's, I have to kind of keep myself in check too. And, um, I love Laura foot from, um, at creative at heart. She talked about this a lot. Okay. So if I compare myself to this girl over here, like she has completely different strengths. She has a different DNA. She has a different upbringing. Everything about her is not the same as me. So I need to focus on what is it about me that is, that I can kind of in my brain toot my own horn about, right? So like, I know my strengths are like, I have really good people skills. Like I can talk to people and make people feel good about themselves in a like genuine way. And that like, you're not going to get a trophy for that as a teenager, like that's not your typical talent or skill, but it is really a good thing to have. So focus on what your own strengths are. What is it that you are good at? And it's, and what is it that, you know, has been inside of you your whole life that you need to share with other people and focus on that instead of that girl over there. And that girl could be a super lovely person, but you're not her, you know? So that's my, that's my advice on that. And yeah, I've had to apply that a lot the past couple of weeks <laughs> to <Absolutely>. myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I think if anybody says that they don't struggle with comparison, I mean, it's just impossible in this, in the society it's that we crazy. live in today. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. So I think that self-compassion is really important. I would love to hear kind of your thoughts on ways that you can get ahead of of needing to redirect. So like, is there something that you do daily? Is there something that you would advise for somebody to do to kind of set themselves up for success within that self-compassion? Yes. As far as, I mean, in life, but also specifically in business, I always do this. I say, is this moving me forward in my business? Is this thought getting me any further in my business? Now, I may be typing up, like this morning I was typing up a sales page. Okay, so specifically that sentence may not get, be the goal of this sales page, delete it, okay? But I'm talking like, when, when I used to say to myself, I'm not smart enough to have my own business. Is that moving me forward at all? 
No, not at all. And if anything, it's A, wasting my time that is super valuable, and B, it's moving me backwards. Like it's not getting me anywhere towards my goal in my business. And so that's what I would say. Like if you have these thoughts coming in, um, as far as your business goes that, you know, you're second guessing yourself about what you're doing or why you're doing it, or, you know, just kind of always eye on the prize, like, like dangling the carrot in front of you. Am I getting any closer to my carrot? You know, I love that. I think that's really important. I, I think a lot of times we kind of look at what we do in our businesses as this is my to-do list. I've got to knock it out. This is a next, the next project I want to work toward. So I'm just going to kind of take the steps to do it if I can, but then end up second guessing ourselves a lot. So I think that's kind of a nice little checkpoint. And it's also, and I, I've been guilty of this myself, but I've really noticed this in a lot of my, like my retreat attendees and particularly people who are newer to business. And what happens is there will be something that needs to get done to get towards your goal. So specifically for me, I do abstract paintings and I wanted to make prints out of my paintings. So I spent months trying to figure this out. It should not have taken me months lately. It should not have taken me months. It was really, honestly, I'm not a photographer. So I was so like hung up on the fact that I wasn't going to be able to take a good photo to submit to the printing company. And then one day I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so freaking tired of this. I'm just taking the picture and I'm sending it in and I'm getting prints. And if they suck, then I'll try something else. And they came back and they were totally fine. Like yeah. so what happens is we create these like mountains out of molehills. Like in one of my attendees, she, she just needed to open her Etsy shop. And I was like, okay, so let's just open your Etsy shop. And she was like, wait, what? Like, but I've been working on this for so long. And I'm like, okay, so you took the pictures, right? And you've like figured out the whole Etsy format. Can we just like hit submit? Let's do this, you know? And it's so, it, because, and the only reason I could give her that advice is because I've been there. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's basically like we create our, we create these huge stumbling blocks to kind of, because it's scary to get to the next step. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think inaction is one of the biggest or the most common things that we see holding people back mm -hmm. is that we overthink and overthink and overthink. Mm -hmm. And action is the least amount of time that we spend on anything. Right. And there's, I actually have a quote up in my office right now that says the distance between dreams and reality is called action. Yes, exactly. And I, I don't know who to credit for that quote. I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I like that person. But, um, I, I really do. I love that because I think that that is what I see all of the time when I, when I coach people is they have these amazing ideas. They spend so much time working on them and they're so scared to take the action that nothing ever comes of it. But right. yeah. And a lot of times it's like it, we use the excuse that, well, I just don't know. I just don't know how to do that. Well, I mean, we're so we've got so much information right at our fingertips all the time now at this point in, in our society. So it's like, I, like I said about the prints, like I could have Googled for the rest of my life and never have taken the actual step to do it. So it's like, just, it's nice to have that information, but you also don't want to like spend, you know, years reading all the information. It's like, just right. it, to quote Nike, just do it. They had a good point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I'm sure that adds to the stress that you probably coach your, your yes people through is. Yep. That's, and again, it's like, okay, how can I lower my stress? Well, let's 
just not spend all this time overthinking maybe. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. To wrap up, if there's, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of share about managing stress or preventing burnout before I ask you my signature question for the podcast? No, really. I just will say this, like it, I don't want you to get stressed out about managing your stress. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I, and, and I'm a poster child for like not wanting to do anything complicated. Like if it's complicated, I'm just not going to do it. So that's why I created this. Like it's super simple. It's really effective and it's really, really helpful. And I know that you can do it. You don't have to like be stressed now that you're, now you have this on your plate because it's, really not a lot. It's super simple, super effective. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. So if you had to share an unpopular opinion about about this topic, what would it be? Okay. So we kind of touched on it at the beginning. So it's basically that, I mean, and I'm related to people who think this, so that you don't need stress management in your life. It's just, let's, I'm just going to keep hustling and I'm going to, you know, work myself day and night in this business because I love it and I'll be fine. And I'm here to tell you that that unfortunately is not the case. And like you said at the beginning, I was basically forced to adopt this way of life. And, but I will say, I'm really, I don't want to say I'm glad that I have this disease for the rest of my life, but I'm kind of glad that it happened because it really, changed me. It completely changed my life. It changed who I am as a human being. And it's, it's changed my business too. way so much for the better so much. And I just, I really, really, really want everybody to understand that this is, it's such a better way to live. It really is. Yeah. It's not optional. Taking care of your mental health is, it shouldn't be yeah. just an additional option. It should no. be. I've seen too many people, including family members, uh, like for lack of a better term, like crash and burn. My mom had a heart attack, her first heart attack when she was 42 years old. I was a junior in high school. And then she had multiple heart attacks after that. Now, some of that was family history, but a lot of it was stress and, you know, stress management. So it's legit. Like stress is no, is no joke. It really isn't. And, um, I just really want all of my business owner friends out there to know that like I, it's, it's stressful to be a business owner. You're doing it all yourself, yourself. I get it. It's really stressful. And when it comes down to it, like I know who puts like, if you screw up in your business, then you're not making the money. I get that. That's huge. That's a huge stressor. And I feel it too all the time, but it's like we need to focus on how to take care of ourselves so that our businesses can flourish. We can have some clarity in our business. We can have some, you know, confidence and freedom and just not be completely overwhelmed all the time. Cause that's going to get you nowhere fast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really believe there is no pressure like the pressure of being an entrepreneur or a small business owner. It's tough. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So, well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing these tips. I will definitely share in the show notes where you can connect with Emily. She's amazing. And hopefully if you're listening to this, you right away can implement some really new and impactful routines into your life. So thank you for sharing that. You're the best. Oh, thank you, Lily. Have a good day. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. 
Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.